Hi, I'm Dan Primack, host of Axios Recap, and welcome to another of our Axios Election 2020 podcasts. What we're watching right now is the southeastern states of Georgia and North Carolina, where President Trump is ahead, but it still remains much too close to call. And we're joined first by Greg Bluestein, a political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When did you expect Georgia to be called? And now, when do you expect Georgia to be called? Good question. I always knew Georgia would be close because every poll leading up to Tuesday's election showed Georgia, if not neck and neck, if not a statistical tie, very close to that. And unlike so many other states, it looks like our polls were pretty much on the nose. But I think there was a moment on Tuesday night, I was in the Georgia Republican Party's bash at this fancy hotel in Buckhead District of Atlanta. And uh, Republicans were very joyous because Trump had a pretty big lead at that point. And there was this kind of murmur through the crowd. And I was wondering what was going on. And a lot of them had alerts for the New York Times needle, of all things. And the needle showed that it was kind of tilting towards Joe Biden. And you could kind of feel some of the air being sucked out of the room. That's when Republicans started to get a little bit nervous and know that, hey, you know, DeKalb County, Fulton County, Gwinnett County, Cobb County, these big metro Atlanta counties were still out. So where are we now? The Georgia reporting has been kind of stuck at 93% or so for hours at this point. There are something like 50 to 60,000 Fulton County absentee ballots out. There's still some DeKalb County absentee ballots out. There's a few Gwinnett County absentee ballots out. But there's also smaller rural county absentee ballots out. And what's interesting is, yes, some of them are tilting Republican. But even in some of these deep red counties, Democrats are winning or at least cutting Republican margins substantially in these counties because Democrats just so aggressively push Georgia voters to vote by mail. So at this moment, you think it's still possible that Biden could pull out Georgia? I think it's still possible that Democrats could flip Georgia in the presidential race. It would be the first time since 1992 in a White House race. It would be the first Democratic win in state history since 2006. So it'd be a big flip for Democrats in Georgia. There's still a path to do so. I think Republicans still have the edge. But every Democrat I talk to sounds at least cautiously optimistic. There were reports yesterday that a water pipe burst at uh, State Farm Arena, which is the big basketball arena in Atlanta, which caused a delay. Have those votes now, the ones that were delayed, have those been counted now? Because that was part of it. And so in other words, is what we're waiting for something different? Tens of thousands of ballots that were being counted at State Farm Arena. They weren't damaged by the water pipe, but the, the whole process had to be delayed. They're supposed to be tallied tonight. So we're told maybe by 9 p.m., 10 p.m. ish. We're not sure how that goes because Fulton County, which is where this happened, has a long, long history of being problematic when it comes to election results. And, and frankly, usually it doesn't matter because Republicans have such a big lead that prognosticators can call the race long before Fulton County's ballots are all in. But of course, when things get so tight like they are right now, every vote matters. You talked about how Georgia was such a focus of get out the vote efforts, particularly by Democrats this cycle. If Biden loses, if Ossoff loses, what does that do to Democrat morale in Georgia, given how much focus there was on the state? It's a great question because there's no moral victories for Democrats in Georgia anymore, right? They're not in this to keep it close or to shift President Trump's attention away from other battlegrounds. They wanted to win. And if you look at the margins in Georgia, they've steadily narrowed over the last decade from eight point Republican victories in 14 to President Trump's five point victory in 16 to Brian Kemp's one and a half point victory in 2018 over Stacey Abrams. Do you believe that by the end of today, we will know definitively who won the state of Georgia for the presidency? I believe because I have a deadline that is requiring me to believe that. But my gut tells me we probably won't know. Greg Bluestein, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.
And now we're joined by Dandra Rose, Director of Research for Duke University's Paulus Center for Politics. The Secretary of State of North Carolina suggested that the vote total we have right now, the number we have right now where Donald Trump is leading slightly, is basically the number we're going to have for the next week. Does that mean North Carolina basically sits out as an undecided vote for, you know, nine days? In the interest of making sure that every single vote is counted, that's absolutely the message that our elected officials need to be sending. We would need to be skeptical to think that this soon, without making sure that all the votes are accurately tallied before the 12th, that we know the final results. North Carolina in the polls leading up to the election was always kind of a toss up. It went back and forth a lot. When you look at the data, both the hard vote totals, but also some of the exit poll data, is there anything that surprises you that happened yesterday? The fact that we're still paying attention to polls. You know, I think honestly, going into this race, we had some pretty substantial leads in terms of the polls related to the North Carolina Senate race really presuming that Cal Cunningham would come out pretty significantly ahead of Tom Tillis, the incumbent. And we saw that it was a much closer race. It's still a toss up. We're saying it's too close to call. I think we're seeing substantial ballot splitting down the ticket in North Carolina. So if the state goes to President Trump, to a Democratic governor, to a Republican lieutenant governor, and a Republican in the Senate, I mean, we're seeing that the calculus that North Carolinians are using is a complex one. Can you give me a sense then? How should people view the typical North Carolina voter? I think what strikes me is that we're getting the message that what North Carolinians want for their home state might be very different from what they see as the appropriate agenda for the country. In the state, Governor Cooper distinguished himself because he was a really strong proponent of wearing masks and shutting down the state and taking precautions related to COVID. President Trump really was running on a message of a strong economy, open things back up. And so there was some tension between those two messages. And so I think we're not seeing a clear alignment across North Carolina on that. What are you hearing, if anything, from friends, from colleagues, others on the ground about how North Carolinians might feel about their state hanging out there for eight days? I think people were expecting this. Many people were expecting this. I don't know that we knew that it would be such a close race, but I think we knew that we would need some time to make sure that all of the votes were counted. Do North Carolinians kind of like the fact that they are such a purple state because it means that both candidates, they actually have to show up and pay attention? We get a lot of attention. I have to say, like, it's, it's really exciting. I do think that in the context of COVID, in the context of so much that we've seen just in 2020, I believe that I can speak for my fellow North Carolinians who've been saying we would like to not have so much excitement in the state. If we could have something be just you know, clear and easy and, and normal, I think we'd take it. DeAndre Rose, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with more election coverage. In the meantime, please check out Axios.com or the Axios mobile app for the latest news.